This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes. Broadcast into the Jack Hole Nation on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. And bringing you the news behind the news. The story behind the story. Hoping to convince you the reality is usually scoffed at. An illusion is usually king. We're live on iHeartRadio and on demand on your favorite podcast directories. You can follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. I love to hear from listeners. Shoot me an email at rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. That's spelled D-A-W-S. No E. Or call the vent line and raise hell at 772-245-0750. That number again, 772-245-0750. Uh, what a great time to be alive, huh? <laughs> 2020, this is, uh, is going to be a year that's going to stick in a lot of people's memories. But uh, this news cycle just keeps building up steam all the way up until next Tuesday, Election Day. Between these, uh, this Bobolinsky interview on Tucker's show last night, and this uh, this this exploding Biden corruption scandal, with the mainstream media pretending it's not happening, it's hilarious to watch. You know, you looked in the New York Times and the Washington Post this morning, and there was no coverage on the the Tucker interview at all. Major bombshells. You you want to talk about bombshells and the walls closing in. Tucker's uh, interview with Tony Bobolinsky last night was, was uh, I don't know how to describe it. It was, uh, it was unbelievable. It, it, it was so full of information and provided a, a complete roadmap to the operation of the Biden crime family. And Tucker did an outstanding job on his interview. He, uh, he didn't, you know, butt in a lot. He let, uh, Bobolinsky, you know, say everything that needed to be said, and then he would prompt him for his uh, for his next um, question. We got rioting in our cities once again. You know, I was sort of concerned with the short attention span of the American public that uh, what went on all summer was going to sort of fade from people's memory uh, and not affect their their vote on election day. Well. Right there in the battleground state of Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia, nonetheless, police officers have to shoot a, a perpetrator in self-defense. The guy's chasing him around the street with a knife. It sparked, so far, two days of uh, rioting and looting, and there's uh, there's no end in sight. They're, they're rioting in Washington, D.C., and Los Angeles as well. I'm not sure if, you know... Uh, they're piggybacking on the incident in Philadelphia, or there are other incidences out there. It doesn't take much to set off a riot these days. 
you remember back when uh, when the looting first started in Minneapolis, I, uh, I went on Twitter. I said, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. That was an, an old saying. It was, uh, it was not born, uh, you know, out of a threat or anything. It was, it was the, the law enforcement strategy on preventing looting. As far back as I can remember growing up, if you started looting, the police started shooting. They weren't shooting to kill necessarily, but they weren't going to take you down. And it was very effective. People didn't continue to loot after one or two people uh, got shot. And it all stopped. But, um, you know, the president said it. I had said it. And they uh, they suspended anybody that uh, said that. And now we have unrestrained looting. We have looting, <laughs> uh, uh, joyous looting. I mean, they, they, they don't even consider the fact that they're being videotaped and that it's all on record. They have no concern about being prosecuted whatsoever. And I guess they're right. I don't guess anybody is being prosecuted. Got Supreme Court Amy Coney Barrett uh, nominated this week. Outstanding justice. The third appointee from Donald Trump. Got peace breaking out <laughs> in the Middle East. There are just so many things that uh, the, the Democrat media complex are having to turn a blind eye to. They are actually at this point not really, you know, anything you could consider a news organization. They're more like a a public relations operation for the the Biden campaign. They spent four years ginning up hoaxes, entire hoaxes based on anonymous sources and unverifiable leaks. But now. They don't want to pay any attention to the corruption of Joe Biden because it's not verified. It's not verified, I say. That's Leslie Stahl's. Oh, you know that's not true, Mr. President. It's not verified. Well, you got one of the participants in uh, these schemes. I don't think he was uh, engaged in illegality because he wasn't actually selling out his office. It was the the Biden family name, uh, Hunter keeps saying, that uh, they were selling. But he is on tape. He, he had a press conference at the last debate. A press conference. He walked out and gave a press conference. And then Leslie Saul goes on 60 Minutes on Sunday night and said, well, that's not verified. So it was a masterful interview on Tucker last night. I'm sure you watched it. It took up the whole uh, whole show. It was 46 minutes of, uh, of the interview. So there were 15 minutes of commercials. I think that's far less than they normally have on Tucker's show. But um, Bobulinski uh, began by describing exactly why he had decided to come forward. Give me a break. I'm on the slow-ass laptop. Come on, Bob. You're exactly right. They are publicly accusing me of treason right now, um, treating me like I'm insignificant or the uh, 50 years of history that my family served this country is insignificant. And that's why I'm sitting here having this. I assure you, this is the absolute last place I want to be right now and the last thing I want to be doing right now. But I feel like I have a patriotic duty to this country and every American citizen to go on record and to find the facts for them and let them do their own work. Let them decide how they view those facts 
astronaut. But for the Biden family to deny these facts and then not only deny them, they could have just said no comment, but they didn't say no comment. They then brought in Russian disinformation and basically associated my name with that, which is absolutely disgusting to me. And I had to go on the record last week. Yeah, I, I think uh, Well, he was starting to talk about what Adam Schiff did, the, the bobblehead from Hollywood went on there and spun up this uh, this fantasy that the Hunter Biden laptop turned in by a uh, a shop owner in uh, Wilmington, Delaware, was Russian disinformation. Apparently, they planted this uh, computer repair store uh, 20 years ago just waiting for Hunter Biden to get, uh, you know, stoned out of his mind on crack and drop off his laptop so that... Um, they could, uh, I don't even, I, you can't even follow what kind of conspiracy theory they're implying. But Bobolinsky got deep into exactly what was going on with this uh, this whole effort and, and what how the crime worked as well. This, uh, this laptop I'm working off of is slow. I hope you'll bear with me. Um, the Chinese and CFC... Uh, never viewed me. I'm insignificant and irrelevant in this discussion. To them, it was always the Biden family. It wasn't Hunter Biden. It wasn't Jim Biden. It was the Biden family, who's obviously led and um, and operated by Joe Biden. And in a document that you guys have, and uh, I think it's been provided to you know to the world, the Chinese reference that because of their trust in uh, the Biden family, that Chairman Yi and Director Zhang are uh, excited about moving forward in this. And in that document, they reference loaning five million dollars to the BD family. Right. The BD family is the Biden family. And notice they didn't say we're loaning that money to Oneida Holdings or we're loaning that money to Tony Bobolinsky or we're loaning that money to James Gillier or Rob Walker. They, once again, not a document generated by me, a document generated by CFC, that they're loaning that money to the Biden family. So this is a, a giant Chinese energy company directly associated with the Chinese Communist Party. I can promise you that. Nothing goes on on that level of um, of uh, operations in China without being um, in bed with the Communist Party. They're buying the Biden family, a, a $5 million loan, interest-free, interest-free loan. That's That's pretty interesting. Does the loan have to be paid back? Or are we just labeling it a loan so that they can launder the money very, very similarly to what they did in the Ukraine, labeling these uh, these transfers as loans so they didn't have to be declared on uh, on people's taxes? Bobolinsky went on to describe exactly how uh, how Joe Biden was to get his cut out of these uh, these schemes. I want to simplify this for the American people as much as I can. On May 13th, that email was sent from James Gillier to me. I didn't generate that email. James Gillier generated that email. And in that email, James Gillier goes through intimate detail of what each individual's requests were from a compensation perspective and how the equity in the enterprise would be divvied up. Very important, May 13th, that email was generated by somebody else to me. In that email, there's a statement where 
They go through the equity. Jim Biden's referenced as, you know, 10% doesn't say Biden, it says Jim. And then it has 10% for the big guy held by H. 10% for the big guy held by H. So this was ultimately going to be hundreds of millions of dollars in a uh, a Chinese deal. I think the, the feds stepped in at some point and started arresting people, everybody except, you'll notice, uh, Hunter Biden. And we're now learning that also there were FISA warrants on on this guy that they were doing business with. So I wonder if there will be any unmasking of Hunter Biden. And maybe Joe Biden drops in on some of these phone calls. That uh, will uh, will not be part of the uh, the coverage of this scandal. You can bet on that. Let's see, where are we? We're time for a break, and we'll come back, and we'll uh, hear more from Tony Bobulinski right after these messages. Stick with us. No one likes to think about disasters or what could happen to you or your family if you find yourself in the middle of one. Look around you. Don't you wish that uh, maybe a few months ago you had gone to preparewithmojo50.com and picked up an emergency food supply? The reason is not that you're panicked. The reason is that you want to be ready for anything. Look what happened at the grocery stores in the last few weeks. There are others out there who tend to lose their minds when things aren't normal. You, however are smart. You know how to do things the right way. You know how to be prepared. You know how to take care of your family and it shows. I mean, you listen to Mojo 5.0. So go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find a special deal for you as a Mojo listener on a food supply, an emergency food supply that will ensure that you have enough food for you and your family for months however long you decide you need the supply for. It really is a great deal and it's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com so, uh, Bobolensky, uh, despite Joe Biden having been lying about having no knowledge of Hunter's business deals, uh, was uh, met with Joe Biden and discussed this, uh, this deal that Joe Biden was putting together with the, uh, the Chinese energy firm. And, uh, and I guess that's why his campaign is called a lid today. They called a lid one hour after this interview aired, and, uh, and he's not going to be venturing out of his basement to subject himself to uh, any any uh, rogue local reporter that might want to ask him about it. But here he is talking about a meeting with Joe Biden. Let them decide how they view those facts or not. But for the Biden family to deny these facts and then not only deny them, they could have just said no comment, but they didn't say no comment. They then brought in Russian disinformation and basically associated my name with that, which is absolutely disgusting. Well, that is not the clip I was looking for, but uh, he met with him. He talked about it. And uh, later on, he talked to Joe's brother, Jim, who is basically the lieutenant in the Biden crime family. I guess if you had to describe the operation of that crime family, Joe uh, Joe would be Don Corleone and uh, Jim would be Sonny. (laughs) And with apologies to uh, to Andrew Como or to Chris Como, I mean to say, um, Hunter would be Fredo in this operation. And, uh, man, he really screwed some things up. I, I guess, you know, if they, if a lot of people weren't watching, watching, he would suffer the same fate as Fredo. 
taking political risk or headline risk. And I remember looking at Jim Biden and saying, how are you guys getting away with this? Like, aren't you concerned? And he sort of looked at me and he laughed a little bit and said, uh, plausible deniability. He said that out loud? Uh, Yes, he said it directly to me, one-on-one in a cabana at the peninsula. Plausible deniability. That is a consciousness of guilt. They knew what they were doing was wrong. Uh, That's why they were hiding it all. As uh, one of one of the other partners in this operation, Rob Walker, told Wobolinski, um, tried to keep him from going forward. You know, uh, we're, we're now learning that the New York Times um, contacted Wobolinski, and once they found out what he had to say, they buried the story. The, the, uh, the, the Wall Street Journal passed on this story, too. It was the New York Post that finally uh, to, uh, got this scoop. Because apparently uh, the mainstream media wanted to uh, keep it under wraps until after the election. <laughs> you know, Bob Alinsky, uh, uh he said that he's got a SEAL team on security and that he'll probably have to spend the next four years traveling. And I, he's, he's not staying at his house. And I, I, think, uh, I think he doesn't really realize how badly this is going to ruin his life. I would imagine right now up at the Southern District of New York's federal prosecutor's offices, they're trying to figure out a way to throw Tony Bobolinsky in jail. They cannot allow this kind of corruption, the corruption at the highest levels. I'm not surprised this goes on. I knew this kind of stuff goes on. It goes on in the Senate and the House as well. But uh, they're, they've just ripped the mask off all of this because dumbass Hunter left his laptop computers at a repair shop. Chanel Rion is, uh, is stepping in and filling the void that the mainstream media is leaving, and uh, she gave us a little preview. They've given her a copy of this hard drive now. She gave us a little bit of a preview on, uh, on what's coming up with her coverage. Not enough. Hochstein, Biden's top Ukraine advisors in the till for the Kremlin, literally was paid to lobby for Moscow's interests. It gets better. Hunter Biden and his business partner, Devin Archer, also have Moscow interests. That Biden Archer company that processed Burisma money, Rosemont Seneca? Turns out Rosemont Seneca got its start in Russian money. Hundreds of millions of dollars worth flowing from Moscow to Joe Biden's son and John Kerry's advisor. Funding from top Russian oligarchs, names like Moscow Mayor Lushkov, Gutseriev, and Guzelnikov. These names don't mean much to many of you watching now, but remember these names. This is an ongoing investigation. In the next edition of the Biden Bribe Tapes, we show why these names are devastating to the deep state's Russia narrative. Well, what's coming forward, it looks like, is uh, they're going to rip uh, the cover, turn over a rock, and expose uh, a money laundering operation with Rosemont Seneca and Hunter Biden and Devin Archer at the helm, funneling hundreds of millions of dollars uh, from Russia. And that was, you know, the the $3.5 million payment that Hunter Biden received from the widow of the former mayor of Moscow. That was, uh, that was fees or payments for those money laundering operations. And, Chanel has got the a copy of the hard drive, and she's now telling us that uh, the, this money numbers in the hundreds of millions of dollars. 
you wonder if it hadn't occurred to Joe Biden to drop out of this race. This is going to be uh, an untenable position that he's in if he happens to win this. I don't know if he'll ever be prosecuted if he doesn't. But uh, if he does, you can bet that uh, there will be no end to this. Another thing that came out yesterday was an audio tape off of Hunter's laptop. I'm not sure if it's a phone call or a, a conversation, but in it he talks uh, very plainly. <laughs> hey, media, if you're looking for a little bit of verification, here's Hunter Biden in his own voice telling you exactly what was going on. I get calls from my father to tell me that the New York Times is calling, but my old partner, Eric, who literally has done me harm for I don't know how long, is the one taking the calls because my father will not stop sending the calls to Eric. I have another New York Times reporter calling about my representation of the, literally, Dr. Patrick Coe, the fucking spy chief of China who started the company that my partner, who was worth $323 billion, found it, and is now missing. The richest man in the world is missing, who was my partner. He was missing since I last saw him in his $58 million apartment and signed a $4 billion deal to build the fucking largest fucking LNG port in the world. And, I am receiving calls from the Southern District of New York, from the U.S. Attorney himself. My best friend in business, Devin, has named me as a witness without telling me. In a criminal case, and my father, without telling me. <laughs> that guy that he referred to that has come up missing, the richest man in the world, said he was worth $350 billion. He is, uh, he has gone missing. He is either being disappeared by the Chinese Communist Party or he is at the bottom of the Yangtze River, sleeping, sleeping with the fishes. Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, what, we've got six more days until the election now. It's Wednesday. It's uh, coming up next Tuesday. How does the media, the New York Post, I mean, the New York Times and the Washington Post, how do they ignore something this uh, consequential. Just stick your fingers in your ears and hope it goes away. Or uh, if you look over there, they, they have stopped even running these stories that they were running, justifying their ignoring of the story because now it's just gotten to the point of farce. I love the Chanel Rion. You know, it's it's kind of great that the the networks and the newspapers are uh, are turning a blind eye to this because now people are getting wind of it and they're uh, they're having to go looking for the information. And when they do, they're finding these alternate sources of media, and uh, and I think that they're probably going to stay with them. Why would you ever? turn on the evening news or the New York Times anymore, uh, read, read the New York Times anymore, when, when they're demonstrating that they will ignore probably the biggest political scandal in our country's history if it doesn't fit in with their political narrative. That's not a news organization. That's a PR firm. So they're rioting in uh, Philly, and uh, 
The media is just insisting that Joe Biden's uh, way ahead. They came out with a report saying that Joe Biden was 17 points ahead in Wisconsin. That was a hill, a poll by the Hill. Now, the actual returns from the early voting don't indicate that at all. So either somebody is uh, the worst poller in the world or they're, uh, uh, I guess all the Democrats are waiting till election day to cast their ballot contrary to all history on these, uh, uh, on the voting patterns. Biden was in Georgia yesterday, <laughs> had two rallies in Georgia, one in Warm Springs down uh, where FDR used to, uh, to go for his therapy. He had a, a house there. If you ever get around Warm Springs, uh, West Point Lake, you ought to check that out. He lived very, uh, very modestly at his little white house in, West, in uh, Warm Springs. But when we come back, we'll, uh, we'll take a look at those riots. We'll take a look at Biden's campaign. He, uh, he's got some more juicy uh, gaffes. And we'll try to catch up with the president. It's hard to keep up with him. Where is he? He's all over the place. He's jetting from one rally to the next, working hard, trying to win re-election. Stick with us. We'll be right back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. Don't let impaired driving ruin your holiday. Always have a plan for a sober ride. D.C. police are arresting drunk and drug drivers. Drive sober or get pulled over. Message from the District Department of Transportation and Metropolitan Police Department. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So I'm up here in Georgia, and I've been listening to uh, the podcast a little bit. These uh, dynamic advertisements uh, that they insert into the podcast are different based on who's listening, you know, their demographics, and where they're, uh, they're listening. And so I wanted to listen in to see what kind of commercials they were putting on the show. And there was a long commercial from Stacey Abrams. That's right, the governor of Georgia. <laughs> is advertising on the show. Of course, she's the imaginary governor of Georgia, but um, they were all over my podcast, and I, I'm wondering how many listeners that's going to cost me because having to sit through a, a one-minute advertisement, a pre-roll, in order to get to the show is, uh, is, is asking a lot from listeners. It was brutal. I used to uh, have some 
interactions with Stacey Abrams. She's, uh, you know, she's not an unpleasant person, but she's not the sharpest tool in the shed either. She's one of uh, from one of those Ivy Leagues as well. Um, I'm loving that uh, we finally got a Supreme Court justice that didn't graduate from Harvard or Yale. There ought to be a moratorium on uh, any appointees, high-level appointees to the cabinet or the courts from uh, from the Ivy Leagues. Um, so over in Philadelphia last night and also in, uh, in Washington, D.C. and Los Angeles, they had to... Uh, they had some more riots. Uh, the Proud Boys and QAnon were uh, were out in the streets rioting and looting. Uh, uh, wait, what? Uh, no, wasn't the Proud Boys and QAnon? Well, it must have been, must have been the white supremacists that uh, that Trump's always being required to disavow. No, wasn't wasn't the Klan or the the Nazis? Oh, it was Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Oh. Well, never mind. That, that that's, you know, that doesn't fit with the narrative. Donald Trump, you know, uh, once again in this campaign, as if he hasn't said it enough, both in 2015 and 16, and then again during the last four years, probably had to denounce white supremacists dozens of times. But where? Where are the reporters asking asking Kamala Harris or Joe Biden to denounce? Why are they never required to denounce Black Lives Matter or Antifa? Why are they not even requ- required to disavow the the endorsement from the Communist Party USA? It's a it's a one way street. It's because, of course, what they're doing is sending the message that by demanding that Trump disavow this, wink, wink, nod, nod, he. He really supports the Nazis and the Klansmen. Here's a little montage of this uh, this orgy of disavowing. I denounce white supremacy, okay? Wait, are you listening? I denounce white supremacy. Okay. What's your next question? I denounce white supremacy. Okay. You start off with white supremacy, I denounce it. Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and to say that... Now, Biden's standing right there. Why don't you turn to him and ask him to disavow white supremacies? I mean, ask him to disavow white supremacy. It's just assumed that Trump's, you know, a crypto-Nazi. They need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specific- that. I totally disavow. There were no white supremacists in Kenosha or Portland. The Ku Klux Klan. I totally disavow David Duke. Any group of hate, I am, whether it's... It goes on and on and on. uh, It's up on the Trump uh, Twitter page. Five solid minutes of the president disavowing. Uh, You would think a reporter would want to spend their time with something a a little more productive. But uh, this uh, this riot in Philadelphia is over a fellow named Walter Wallace Jr., who was shot by Philadelphia police. He was chasing them around the street with a knife, and they were... They were backing off and running away and demanding that he drop it. When they get when he got within striking distance, they went ahead and shot him. I don't blame him. I mean, 
are police not allowed to defend themselves any longer? That's that's where we've we've arrived. But like a, a lot of these other Black Lives Matter martyrs, George Floyd and Jacob Blake, this uh, this latest one, Walter Wallace, who was trying to stab a poli- uh, two police officers, has a long rap sheet. He uh, has got uh, arrests for domestic violence. As a matter of fact, this was the third time the Philadelphia Police Department had been to his home in that day because of uh, domestic disturbances. I guess he decided three's a charm. I'm going to get me a knife and try to kill some cops. Joe Biden, for his part, tweeted condolences to the family. I guess that's fine. But he... um, he played right into the Black Lives Matter narrative that uh, somehow, you know, the police had done something wrong. He didn't, in his tweet, say anything about the police officers that have been injured in these riots, 30 at last count, one of them run over with a car, a female police officer. Biden's tweet says, Our hearts are broken for the family of Walter Wallace Jr. and for all those suffering the emotional weight of learning that another black life in America has been lost. Walter's life mattered. Well, you know, uh, that tweet out to the family may have been a good time to to let everybody know, uh, you know, just do it very low-key, that uh, chasing police officers with a knife will almost certainly get your dumbass shot. Maybe that would be a more appropriate lesson for uh, politicians to start spreading. But they've looted the Walmart and the Target and the Walgreens, and they're out burning police cars and throwing bricks at cops. It's really uh, about as large a, a Democrat campaign event as I've seen and. Well, since last summer, these are all Biden voters out there. And, you know, um, it's happening right there in Pennsylvania. So if, if you forgot, let that be a reminder that this movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, that uh, the, the Democrats are enabling and justifying and contextualizing. So... Um, You know, I think you couple that with Biden's statements that he's going to uh, end fracking. Actually, he he says, I'm just going to end all fossil fuels. I think that uh, is bound to result in a a Trump carrying the state of Pennsylvania. If he does that and he gets North Carolina, then all he needs is one of those, uh, those upper Midwest states of Michigan, Wisconsin, or Minnesota. Uh, the early votes are showing that actually in Michigan, Donald Trump or the Republicans, I should say, are turning in more ballots than the Democrats. And they normally, historically, turn out in much bigger numbers on Election Day. Biden was in Warm Springs, I mentioned, and uh, he was at one of these events with the circles on the ground it looks like there were, may have been two dozen attendees he later on went to atlanta and they said that he had a big crowd up there it was 78 cars no 30 
30 something cars and with 78 people in them and uh you know biden can always be counted on for a gaffe and he didn't let us down yesterday he was standing in front of a a sign that when they framed it in the camera um simply said camilla right over his head you couldn't see any mention of of biden's uh name on there but then he said this my name is joe biden i'm jill biden's husband and i am kamala's running mate (laughs) you all think i'm kidding don't you no we don't think you're kidding maybe you think you're kidding but we don't think you're kidding they had a well i guess before i move on i ought to i ought to let kamala um weigh in on this topic as well Come on. My name. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Harris administration together with Joe Biden. A Harris administration together with Joe Biden. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they've even got the uh, the talking heads on uh, on cable news confused over there at uh, MSNBC. I'm trying to remember the. The uh, lady's name, the lunatic that used to be a spokesperson for George H.W. Bush, she's gone all in on the hashtag resistance. Hi, everyone. It's just after 4 p.m. in the East. This is where we are. The vice presidential nominee pleading with the sitting president. (laughs) She was talking about Joe Biden. She called him the vice presidential nominee. So uh, they're confusing it a lot, but they... uh, uh, the people, you know, Joe Biden says, uh, y'all think I'm kidding. The people don't think he's kidding. The people know exactly what's going on. And I love when they put together these focus groups and uh, they call them undecided voters. But inevitably, uh, a lot of truth comes out. This is off of CNN on the Smirconish show. But I don't think that Biden is going to be running our country. Whoever his vice president is is going to be running the country. Um, the vice president or whoever, you know, the puppet people are, you know, telling him what to say. He just never has his own ideas. He just, he doesn't have his own ideas. I think Biden is, is wouldn't really be the person controlling the country, uh, whereas Trump is, act, I believe, is actually the person actually running the country. Biden has been in there forever. You know what, 50 years in politics and doing all this stuff, and he's never done anything. <laughs> Smirkonish is uh, shaking his head. They can't believe all of this is getting out on the air over at CNN. Hey, we're going to run out to a break. If you'll stick with us, we'll be right back. I've got the power. Let me tell you about a new company with values that you can really get behind. Patriot Energy is a new veteran-owned company doing solar the right way. Take advantage of government incentives and and cut your electric bill by 30 to 40% while buying your own system with no money down. Support a veteran-owned company, help the environment, and save money. Go to patriotenergyaz.org slash mojo50 for an estimate. You have choices when it comes to energy. Let Patriot Energy help you make the right choice for you. PatriotEnergyAZ.org slash Mojo50. 
Why am I doing this? Why? What is my real? <laughs> oh. Why am I doing this? Why? What is my real aim? Why? Am I <laughs> we don't know, Joe. Why are you doing this? What are you doing, Joe? What are you doing? You know, we have to come together. That's why I'm running. I'm running as a proud Democrat for the Senate. <laughs> oh, man. It, it, it's, it's like a Monty Python sketch. I, I'm trying to figure out if this is for real. You know, people are starting to uh, pick up on this idea that we're all living in a simulation and this is that we're in some sort of matrix or something and they're they're making ever more ridiculous scenarios to see just how far they can push it before people realize. Or maybe it's uh, it's the, the Truman Show. Maybe I'm in the Truman Show and all of the rest of you are in on this and you're just uh, doing it for my amusement or I guess for your own amusement. Uh, what the Truman Show was on TV. Trump's out doing, uh, he was... Three rallies yesterday. I think he was in Nebraska and Iowa and Pennsylvania. I mean, you can't even keep up with him. And he doesn't do these 12-minute, 15-minute speeches like Joe Biden does and then shuffle off back to Wilmington to call a lid. He's doing an hour and a half at a time. They've uh, they've taken to putting up a giant uh, screen. He's got the He's got the best advanced people. I've ever seen all of these events go off without a hitch. They've, they're attended by tens of thousands of people. They've got warm-up acts. They need to get Ryan Parker over there. Uh, but they've taken to putting up a big screen to, to play <laughs> the Biden gafferama. And uh, his ad team is, uh, is outstanding as well. Here's uh, an ad that they put together on Joe Biden's history on trade, and they're, they've got it in heavy rotation up in the upper Midwest uh, where Joe Biden and these r ridiculous trade deals did so much damage to workers. My problem is I voted for NAFTA. I'm supporting NAFTA because I think it is a positive thing to do. And I do not pretend to be an expert on uh, international trade matters. When you ran for president and when Barack Obama ran for president, you both said you would renegotiate NAFTA. You didn't. Trade agreements like NAFTA and permanent normal trade relations with China, which forced American workers to compete against people who are making pennies an hour, has resulted in the loss of 160,000 jobs. The president oh, is absolutely right when he says that China has been cheating for 25 years and that Bill Clinton didn't, didn't do enough about it, George W. Bush didn't do enough about it, Barack Obama didn't do enough about it. What, how exactly are you going to negotiate that? What magic wand do you have? The rising China is an incredibly positive development for not only China, but the United States and the rest of the world. The rising China is a positive development. A positive development, he says, militarizing the South China Sea, putting Muslims in concentration camps, harvesting organs from people. And uh, you were getting some insight on, on how he arrived at these conclusions with regard to China. Let me 
play this oil ad. This is one that uh, the campaign is running in Pennsylvania, highlighting uh, Joe Biden's flip-flop flip-flops. They're more than flip-flops. These are somersaults, back somersaults, triple sow cows with a twist. And, uh, And between that and the riots there in Pennsylvania, I think the polls are tightening, as they like to say. Have a transition from the oil industry, yes, because it has to be replaced by renewable energy. We have to move toward a net zero emissions. The first place to do that by the year 2035 is in energy production. But let me make it clear. I'm not shutting down oil fields. What? I'm transitioning away from the energy sector, but I'm not shutting down oil fields shutting down oil fields no ability for the oil industry to continue to drill period ends the oil industry is not going to go away look in my eyes i guarantee you i guarantee you we're going to end fossil fuel natural gas industry and oil is not going to be fundamentally changed jesus you know um at least AOC and, and Bernie and the, the other Green New Deal nuts are honest. Uh, Joe Biden has, uh, has developed this, this talent that uh, is common to politicians to tell whatever group is standing in front of them what they need to hear. And um, you, can't, you can't get away with that in the age of social media anymore. <laughs> Here's... I'm playing you the the greatest hits of the new Trump ads. Here is one that they've put together on uh, Joe's grasp of these uh, these big numbers that he's constantly throwing forward on his tax plan and on COVID and and all of these other uh, the big numbers. From a trillion and a half bucks to two and a half to to three trillion. I mean, it should be three, three, three billion, billions of gallons of gasoline. I mean, bill, billions of uh, a trillion six hundred billion, a trillion four hundred billion. Two point, I think it's two point three billion dollars worth of. Excuse me, five hundred billion dollars. A billion four hundred million. Excuse me, a trillion four hundred billion dollars. The eight hundred million billion dollars. Twenty billion billion. A gazillion. Two hundred thousand. Six thousand three hundred forty-four thousand seven hundred. Three oh three three oh. Or three oh three 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 oh. One thousand. One hundred eighty-nine thousand five hundred six and two point something billion metric tons. Two hundred million people have died. It would put. <laughs> Kamala got in on the on the act uh, the other day, and she uh, she said two hundred and twenty million people had died too. So uh, maybe you know when he uh, when he's down in the White House basement uh, and she's running things, it's not going to be much better. I don't believe these polls for a second. They're saying uh, Frank Luntz came out the other day and said, "If if we get this wrong again, the polling industry is dead." Well, I'm not so sure because they haven't used polling to reflect public opinion for a long time. They use it to try to shape public opinion, and uh, you know, I think they'll keep right on doing that. There will be gullible people uh, that you know uh, they'll be telling them what they want to hear, and so they'll buy it. You know, you, know, you got to consider what effect this is going to have on Election Day. The Democrat media and the pollsters have been telling uh, 
the Democrats and the Biden supporters for months now that just like they did with Hillary Clinton, that, that Joe Biden's way ahead, that he's going to win this thing going away. Don't worry about him staying locked down in his basement. When that doesn't pan out, there are going to be some real psychological reaction to, to this. Didn't happen just once in 2016. It happened again, and it took exactly the same path as last time. So let's talk a little bit about the COVID plan. Uh, you know, Biden is saying that, well, he's got a plan and the, the president doesn't have a plan. And here's my plan. And when you look at the plan, it almost inevitably, it's things that, uh, that Donald Trump has already done. And, uh, you know, the president can point out his plan that was on TV at daily news conferences. How long did that go on? That, that went on for a couple of months. And um, here's one of the best um, articulations of Biden's plan that I was able to find. He was appearing on CNN with Anderson Cooper and uh, Sanjay Gupta, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Kinds of things that that have to be done. Um, you know, there's a uh, during World War Two, uh, you know, where Roosevelt came up with a thing uh, that uh, you know was totally different than a than the, the it's called he called it the you know the World War Two. He had the world the, the war production <laughs> board kinds of that, things that 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 uh, went on for twenty seconds. That should have taken about five words to say. And you can tell uh, watching the video of that that uh, Gupta is looking at him trying to figure out just exactly how bad this uh, mental dysfunction. It's gotten better recently. He still says stupid things, but he says them without as many um, uh, struggles, you know, searching for words. You don't get better from dementia. The only explanation is they've got uh, they've got them medicated. They may be doing whole blood transfusions to try to to try to bring him back to coherence. Well, I tried to play you a, a Ryan Parker ballad on uh, the other uh, show the other day, and I wasn't able to get it done. So while I'm uh, while I'm uh, hitting on all cylinders here. I want to play you this song from uh, Ryan Parker. It's a new one. It's, he's talking about uh, sports and the effect that um, that the social justice movement has had. Colin Kaepernick started it all by dropping to his knee. Next thing you know, the woke crowd had gotten to Drew Brees. Now on his helmet, he wears the name of Jacob Blake. All people he could pick, he chose a guy accused of rape. What's going on? Rights become wrong. I love the NFL and I like the NBA. When all they did was go out on the court to play, they used to be a break from reality. left those sports but sports left me Kirk 
curb streets crying about the racism out there When I bet Kirk's friends with at least a hundred black millionaires Maybe LeBron and him should learn some history Ohio schools must not teach the end of slavery Lincoln was president 13th Amendment I love some college football on a Saturday When I could watch the games just to get away Don't tell me what to think Cause I know what I see I never would have left those sports, but sports left me. I never would have left those sports, but sports left me. I really thought that somebody in the Trump campaign would have been sharp enough to uh, to see that guy online and uh, and bring him to the rallies. I mean, wouldn't that be great if uh, if we had our own uh, pop source of popular music? This guy could get get his old band back together. Uh, but you definitely need to subscribe to uh, Ryan P. Songs. I think Where, what's his Twitter handle? Uh, I think it's well, it's Ryan Parker on on Twitter. You can look it up. So we got six days to go, and there uh, this this. Um, Scandal with the Biden family just continues to roll on. They did their best to try to block it. They're still ignoring it, but there's uh, there's too much alternate media now. You can listen to podcasts. You can go to to any number of political blogs. And so, you know, the New York Times and the Washington Post and the network news act like they still have a monopoly on information. And I guess there is a, a major portion of low-information voters that may be kept in the dark, but I don't think they can keep them in the dark for two solid weeks. It's been about a week now that this uh, this campaign has uh, burst through. I think on Twitter they still have the New York Post blocked. Twitter's got this little strategy where if you put something up they don't like, they suspend you and then say that part of the conditions of allowing you back on is you have to take it down. They want a memory hole in the information that... Uh, that they find objectionable. And I guess the New York Post is sticking to their guns and they're not going to to do it. And they're losing a lot of uh, revenue uh, probably as a result because, you know, a lot of click-throughs come from Twitter. But they can't keep a lid on this. It's out there and it's going to have an effect. And by the time the other half of the electorate shows up at the polls on Tuesday... I think it's going to be firmly established just how crooked Joe Biden's 50-year Washington swamp career really was. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to thank you for joining us. And I hope you'll come back here tomorrow right here on the Mojo 5 Radio Network for another edition of Adventures in Technology. We'll talk to you then. Right. 
I've been working at Santa's workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can save hundreds on your wireless bill. When you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can get a powerful internet experience and nationwide coverage on the most reliable network. Choose the data option that's right for you. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Based on root metrics by IHS Markets Root Score reports 2H 2020 of four mobile networks. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.